This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. It's called, it was written in 2008 by a worship leader in South Africa who was dealing with a physical illness. So I think this fits very well with our teaching tonight. But it says, how deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that he would give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. And then a couple of other little lyrics that doesn't follow, they don't follow these exactly, but they, I picked them out because I think they applied very well to what we're dealing with in here. It says, his dying breath has brought me life. I know that it is finished. And then another one. But this I know with all my heart, his wounds have paid my ransom. And that just, that's what he did. He paid our ransom. He, he caused us to be set free and delivered with the wounds placed upon his back as we read about in Isaiah 53, verse 5. So I think that's something to uh, just hold in your heart. If you can pull that up, if you can find it on, uh, uh, on a YouTube video. I think it's, uh, the group Selah, uh, they're an older group. They sang it. They had a beautiful rendition of it. So it's just such a pretty. I've been, it's been going on in my head since yesterday morning. So uh, I think it'll bless you as you keep as you keep letting it minister to you. But his wounds have paid for our healing. Uh, I'm just going to emphasize, like I said, the Father's love at the beginning of our teaching, then I'll get on into some other things, because his love is what gave us what we have for life, and um, we know that John 3:16, he loved the world and he gave his only begotten son. He loved the world so much, and um, so we're so thankful that he loved us, even while we were yet sinners. Uh, Christ died for us, so... His love is all-encompassing for every part of our lives. Uh, if you have your Bibles with you, turn to John, First uh, John 4. The last portion of verse 8. <clears throat> it says, God is love. In verse 9, it says, In this the love of God was manifest toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. And I want to focus on the word live, that we might live through him. Uh, That word live is beautiful. As I studied it out, I love to look at what uh, words, the meanings the words have in the original text. Uh, And we think about living uh, through Christ that we have eternity with him. And that's wonderful. We all look forward to that. We are going to live with him through eternity. But this, you know, he just didn't say, okay, I I give you eternity and you're just going to have to tough it out through this life down here. He didn't do that. He made sure we had what we needed for life down here and we have the hope of heaven as well. But the word live in verse 9 in the original text includes these, these, um, um, what would you say, statements, but it's a definition. It says um, living or to live means the the maintenance of the physical life. So that means he's going to, his live, our life through him, we can be maintained in life. And that means that we are kept and preserved Okay, we can receive all of these. This is what he has for us. The enjoyment of physical life 
He wants us to enjoy life. And in order to do that, we need to stay in a good shape physically. And then the last one, the recovery of physical life from the power of disease. Wow. That's what we're in here for, to learn about how to, to have recovery of the physical life that has had disease put upon it. But this is a part of uh, his, uh, our living through Christ. This is what he has for us. So we need to find out all about this and how we can walk in this. This is what his love desires for us to be kept, to enjoy life, and recover from any sickness or disease that the enemy puts upon us. <clears throat> In John 10, 10, let's turn there. I'm going to try to give you a little time to find these places because when you see it in your Bible, the next time you open your Bible up to this place, that your, your eyes should fall there. And it's good to have certain scriptures really stand out to you. John 10, 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Abundantly is a huge word too. It's something that we can glean from and take as our own. I, I want to read this, this verse in the Amplified uh, Classic Version. It says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That's a rich life. That's a healthy life. That's an enjoyable life. That's a life that's kept in a good place. And this is what his life will do for us. And abundant means well supplied. And I look this, as I study this word out, well supplied. But a synonym is cup runs over with life. Hey, what does that remind you of? Does that remind you of the 23rd Psalm? David said, my cup runs over. Well, that's what abundant means here. Your cup's going to run over with all this good life from God because he loves you. He loves us so much. <clears throat> and uh, we might go back to um, Psalm 23 later and kind of look at some more portions of that because we, there's wholeness and health and, and good provision in all of that psalm for us. Psalm 119.68, you can just jot that down. We're not going to turn there. It says... <clears throat> You are good and you do good. This is speaking about God. You do good and you are good. God is good. We just read the thief is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And some people have thought that, you know, maybe the enemy, uh, I mean, the sickness coming upon me, maybe the Lord's trying to teach me something. Well, that is so far from the truth. The, uh, the enemy is the one that brings all the destruction to kill, steal, and destroy. And that describes sickness and disease. That's what it tries to do to us. You know, it may not be the cessation of life at any, you know, with a particular disease, but it's taking something from you. It's stealing something from you. There's finances. There's time. There's just feeling good. There's, uh, you know, it can mess up a family. A sickness can mess up a family and a relationship, and it can really uh, cause a lot of damage all the way through. And the enemy doesn't care how it just affects you. He just wants it to take from you and to cause problems but God is good and he does good and he wants us to have that abundant cup overflowing life and that's what's available in the word that's what's available to each and every one of us and his love has given that to us 
And I want to turn. I want us to turn now to James, uh, chapter one. Verse 17, it says, every good gift, I'm sorry, I haven't given you enough time to find it. <laughs> I'll give, I'll, when I hear the pages stop turning, I'll, I'll read it. Uh, I, I, it's James 1, 17. Here it talks about good again. He's good. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God does not change. We read about what he does in, in, the, in the Gospels and in, in Scripture. He's the same today. And Jesus went about doing good and healing all. And that's the will of the Lord for all of us, that we are healed every time we have something that comes upon our lives, that we receive the healing that he has provided for us. That's his love poured out for you. But as you look at this, every good gift, anything from God is a gift. It's nothing we earn it's nothing that we deserve. It's a gift. So any little thing, think about little things that are blessings. They're just kindnesses that happen in your life. That's the love of the Father poured out to you. He just loves to do that. He loves to give. He loves to touch your life with, with sweet things. I mean, sometimes I'm just overwhelmed by a little thing that I thought that, that will happen in my life, and I'll go, oh, that was you, Lord. You know, it's not some huge, you know, overwhelming thing, but it's a little touch of, of goodness and kindness. And recognize that when that happens in your life. That was you, Lord. I thank you for that. Thank you so much. You're so good to me. You're so kind. I've had some little things lately. I, I, I share with my daughter. I said, you know, there's just some things that are just so overwhelming to me. And they're so small. But I feel his love. And that's what he wants you to take away from, from tonight, if not anything else, how much he loves you, how much he wants to bless your life and see you live with, with uh, that good uh, <clears throat> provision of healing and wholeness and health and to walk in a good place all through this life. You know, if you're very young, you have a lot of life to live. If you're older... You may not have as many years, but our, our years can be filled with quality and, and enjoyment. And so um, if there's things that you haven't been enjoying, it can be corrected with the word. You can receive his answer and uh, lit, enjoy your days on this earth. And uh, let's look at uh, Matthew 7. Verse 9 says, What man is there among you who, if his son asks bread, will you, he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, or that just means you are uh, not a, you know, a person who d never makes a mistake. You, you don't, uh, you know, you're not a perfect, you know, can't walk in this life perfectly because we, we are flesh and blood. So uh, that doesn't mean that you're just a wicked person. It just means that you're a natural. But he said, if you've been being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask? 
uh, how much more will the Father give good things to us that we that we, we enjoy? He says he gives us richly all things to enjoy. So there's just some things that you might in, might just want to uh, partake of in life that he's he's okay with you having it. He's he's okay with you uh, so you can enjoy it. You know, good things. I know you're not gonna. You're Christians. You're not gonna want something that's not good for you or or will hurt you or someone else. But he wants you to enjoy existence on this earth. There's so much going on in this world. And he wants you to come closer to him. And he wants you to experience his, his love and his care. Uh, and give good things. How much more will your heavenly father give to those who ask? So um, just get ready to receive so much from the Lord, more than you've ever ha- you ever have. I know that's what he wants for you. Uh, a, a friend sent me, sent me a picture the other day of uh, she lives on some uh, acreage and she has a, uh, uh, some animals and she had a chicken, a mama chicken, a hen, <laughs> that during the storm the other day, uh, she sent me a picture of this mother hen and underneath the feather, the wings, all these, I counted them, there had to be seven baby chicks underneath her wings and uh, she was protecting those chicks as a mother hen, and you think about us being under the Father's wings, Psalm 91. He, he protects us like that. He he's just wants us to be in a good place and a safe place always. But that he made nature that way. So how much more, as the scripture says, will he do for his own children? But um, just trust him for that. Trust his love for you. And, and believe it, we have known and believed the love the Father has for us. Some people don't believe that he loves them so much, but he does. And you just have to sort things out. Good is God, not good, that's the enemy. So don't think that any of this, this over here comes from, from a loving Father, because it doesn't. Only good. He does only good. <clears throat> Father, I looked this up too. I just did a lot of word study with this particular lesson. Father means a nourisher, a protector, and an upholder. A nourisher is one that supplies what is necessary for life. Okay, there it is. What do we need? He supplies what is necessary. If you're sick, you need healing. So he'll supply that to you. Uh, Romans 1, 17, you can just jot these down because they all say the same thing. Galatians 3, 11, and Hebrews 10, 38. The just, which is us, we're born again, we are the just, shall live by faith. And so we're talking about taking these things that God has for us, receiving these things that are necessary for life till it overflows our lives. And it's, it's received by faith. The just shall live by faith. So we're going to start talking a little bit more about faith now and talking about uh, us receiving what we need through our faith. But uh, know that he has a, his heart, his heart is so nourishing and he wants to provide and his hand has reached out to us. So we've got to take it out of his hand, so to speak. And we do that with our faith. So get excited because you're going to have more in the days ahead because you're learning about faith and how to take what, is, what belongs to you and what he has provided. Let's look at 1 John 5, 4.
I'm going to read this out of the, um, the English Standard Version, the ESV. <clears throat> this is, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. I love every time I, you look in a, in, a, in a translation, when it has the scripture, it'll have a line before it says our faith. To me, that's like, okay, get ready. This is how it's done. And it's kind of, it's kind of emphasizes our faith. And that is so good because that's what we have to have in order to have the victory that overcomes the world. It's for us. He's provided it for us through his word. And uh, he's defeated the enemy. His works are destroyed, the Bible says. Uh, Jesus destroyed the works of the enemy. He put it to naught. He reduced it to nothing. But we have to have faith to receive all of this good, good stuff from our Father and walk in the victory. That pleases him so. You think about your own children. Probably a lot of people in here have children. How, are you so thrilled when they're doing well? Are you so thrilled when they're good and they're provided for and they're happy? And Think about how much more our Heavenly Father is that with us. He just He's thrilled when we do good in life. He's thrilled when we receive healing. He's thrilled when we have provision. That's just more than enough. It thrills his heart. And, and he enjoys seeing his children taken care of. Our faith. Sickness is defeated in our bodies by faith. Jesus um, would make these statements. When somebody would come to him for healing, he would say, according to your faith, do you believe? And they'd say, yes, I believe. Well, according to your faith, be it unto you. Or your faith has made you whole. Or your faith has saved you. Your faith has, has made you well. So it's the faith. You think, well, I, the power of God is in there somewhere. Yeah, it is. It took the power of God, but it wouldn't, the power of God would not have been manifested if it hadn't been for the faith of these individuals. That's what it took. So we're just going to kind of um, <clears throat> concentrate and focus on how to get this faith and how to use this faith and how to receive what you need from the hand of God with your faith. Faith, I've heard this statement and it's so true. It's not a scripture per se, but it is biblical. Faith begins where the will of God is known. You have to know the will of God, and that comes from Scripture. It comes from what the Bible says. You learn what the will of God is. You learn what the Scripture is, and you receive uh, the, the knowledge of the Scripture. Then you have a foundation and a basis to believe and to receive what you need from God. But faith, Romans ten seventeen. I think we need to flip over there and let our eyes rest upon this one too because this is so important. So how does this faith get into your heart? It starts with hearing. Verse 17 of Romans 10. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it says hearing twice. So it's not like, oh, I heard that. No, it's you hear that and you hear it and you hear it and you hear it and you hear it. When you hear it, believe it. Believe it. I know I used to, when I was first learning about the things of God and learning about scripture, I would just go around the house just say, the word is true, and I believe it. God's word is true, and I believe it. And I was hearing myself say this, because it is true, <laughs> and we need to believe it. So just, if you hear yourself say certain things, well, it's going to help your faith. It's going to help you believe. It's going to help you grab hold. I mean, even repeating, a, you know, a scripture on healing that you have um, 
have lighted upon and you want to stand upon and see fruit from it in your life, speak it. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, we believe, therefore we speak. So you need to be speaking the word. Hear yourself. Hearing. Faith is going to increase. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So this word has to be heard. Your ears have to hear it. Uh, hear you say it. Hear, you're hearing it tonight. You're hearing me speak the word. You're hearing it when we have class every time. And I'm sure if you're going to other classes, you're going to pastor's messages, you're hearing the word. So believe it. Think about it. Receive it. Let it, let it change your life. And that's what this word will do. It, it is life-changing. So powerful. The words are, he said, my words are spirit and they are life. So when you take this word in, believe it, grab a hold of it with your heart, it's got life in it for you. It's got life. It will, it will make a difference. <clears throat> um, let me see if I can flip over here right quick to a certain scripture just popped in my head. Romans 8, 11. <clears throat> just a couple of pages back. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and you were born again, he does. The spirit of God is in you. He who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life or quicken your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. So quickening is life-giving. Uh, Joy mentioned that last week, quicken, the word quicken. And, and that's something you can just speak over your, your body throughout the day. The Spirit of God is in me, and he's quickening this body. He's bringing life to this body. He's waking it up in places, or he's restoring it in places. We, we were praying in, um, <clears throat> Tuesday, on Tuesday in, uh, in our prayer time, and we pray over missionaries. And I happened to pull this one folder out of our little missionary envelopes, and we... We'll pray over, you know, people in all parts of the world who are out there bringing the gospel to people. And this one just was so interesting. It's out of India. And uh, it said that in India, the COVID thing just really has devastated that country. And um, this one little family, little pitiful little family, just so, just so downtrodden, some of this minister who had is over the ministry that I was praying for, uh, gave them a Bible. And they had just gotten this Bible, and the husband got COVID and got very, very sick. His lungs just, I guess he got the COVID pneumonia, and his lungs filled up. And so uh, they called for an ambulance, and the ambulance, they didn't have one that could come, and was, one wasn't available. So they took... Um, she and her three children, the mother, the woman, the wife, and the three children, carried him in a, in a blanket several miles to a hospital. <clears throat> and they laid him outside the door. And uh, he died. So um, they brought, put him back in, his, the blanket they were carrying him, carried him back to the house miles, and got the Bible that they had just been given. And they went to this scripture and began for three hours to speak this scripture. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also quicken your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. Three hours they spoke this word. 
And the man who was dead coughed and sat up, totally free and healed and delivered from COVID with this word right here. Isn't that amazing? That's what this word will do, life. So just think what one little scripture will do for you. It will bring life into your being and touch that place in your body that's, that's been, uh, you know, hurt by disease or, or uh, the enemy has stolen some health from you. But I just, I just couldn't get over it. I just sat there and thank God for the word. Thank God for the word. This family had nothing, but they'd been given a Bible. And they read that scripture for three hours. She and her children kept saying it over and over and over, just read it. And all of a sudden, Romans 8, 11. And, and all of a sudden, he came back to life, his life. God, there's nothing impossible with God. <laughs> if you can believe all things are possible, the Bible says, there's nothing impossible. Your situation might be very serious, but there's nothing impossible. This life of, uh, that quickened the, the, the body of Jesus and raised him from the dead is in each and every one of us as we are born-again believers. So power, oh wow, such power, amazing. Praise God. Um, I'm just going to give you three scriptures that have been just a um, life-giving healing to my body all these years. Um, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. There's so many, and, and it will be good for you to just do your own study in Scripture and light upon one that just stands out to you, like, oh, I think I, this is where I, I just want to... Um, to uh, Matt, um, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. I just I feel drawn to this one. Well, take it. These are just ones that I just got in me at an early, you know, early on in my walk with the Lord when I learned about healing, and I just stayed with them. And there have been others along the way, but you can't go wrong with the with these three. Isaiah fifty three four and five says, "Surely He has borne, and that's lifted off our sickness." Our griefs, which means sickness, and carried our sorrows, which means pains. That's in the original Hebrew. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. That was Isaiah. He's a seer. He's a prophet. He was seeing, he was seeing the future. He was seeing what Jesus would do. And then in Matthew 8, 16 and 17, this was Jesus. He was fulfilling what Isaiah had prophesied. It says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, the scripture we just read, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So there it is. We have an Old Testament. We have a New Testament. He took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. I heard one minister say, and he just kind of, he was from Texas, so he kind of had a Texas drawl. He said, um, he said, if he bore it, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to bear it. 
I'm not a gonna. If he bore it already, I'm not a gonna bear, my, bear it. Anything the enemy brings against me, I just won't. I don't receive it. I will not have it. I receive only healing. And that's what you need to learn, what to receive, what not to receive. You don't receive the crud from the enemy. And that's what it is. That's a crude word, but that's what it is. It's garbage. He's trying to dump his garbage on the vessels of God. And it's not pleasing to the Lord. And it's not allowed if you don't allow it. Say, no, I'm not having it. That does not belong to me. What I receive is healing. Lay your hands on yourself. If you have something come upon you, lay your hands upon yourself. Because uh, Mark 16, 18 says, Believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You're a believer. Lay hands on yourself and you're going to recover. Praise God. There's all kinds of ways in Scripture that the Lord has provided for us. Somebody else can lay hands on you, but you can lay hands on yourself. Do that. Use it all and receive all the good things that God has for you, overflowing, abundant, victory, praise God. And then um, 1 Peter 2.24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Peter was at the cross. He saw it. I mean, he, he was hiding. John was the only one that stood there with his mama, uh, with, with Jesus' mother. But Peter saw it, I'm sure, from a distance. He saw what was done to Jesus. He saw the stripes, the wounds. And he, he's looking back at the cross now and saying, by his stripes, whose stripes you were healed. A past tense. It's already done. So take it and enjoy it. Faith is trust and confidence in what God has said. God was, is not a man that he should lie. There's, no, there's nothing in here that is not true. Everything in, his, in this book is true. It's, it's God's word. And if we cannot trust God's word, then we're, wow. We just need help because this, there's nothing in here that is not right and true and good. The Bible says it's purified seven times. It's perfect. There's an, it's a perfect book, perfect words from our, our perfect God and our Father. Um, James 2, 17 As we, as we have um, talking about faith, faith is, is a, a trust and confidence. It's a conviction of what God has said that it is true, as we just said. <clears throat> but it has to have, when you believe his word, you have to act like you believe it. You can't just say, oh, I believe that, and then not follow through with actions, not follow through with your, your um, agreement with it, with what you're doing. And, of course, what you're saying. Uh, we have to follow through with actions. In James 2, verse 17, it says, Faith by itself, it, uh, if it does not have works, is dead. It's not going to produce anything. We have to, when we ask, we ask in faith. James 1, verse 
Verse 4 says, if any man lacks wisdom, and you can just say if any man lacks anything, actually you can put anything in there, let him ask of God who goes, gives to all, all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given him. So we have to ask in faith. Verse 6 says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed. So we have to ask in faith, but we have to act like we believe what, what we received by faith that we have it. We have to act like it. Uh, there are some things that you can do in the natural, I mean, as far as your, your actions, but, and that's good. But if you can't, if there's nothing you can do with actions, so to speak, there may be something inside you that, that uh, has to be removed or has to be, you have to be healed of. Well, the only action you might be able to, to uh, have at that point is, are your words. You have to agree with the word of God. Romans. Look at Romans 10. Verse 8 says, what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. With a heart one believes unto righteousness and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. There again, I mean, this was when, you know, receiving salvation, but this is receiving anything from God. With a heart you believe and with a mouth you confess that you have what you believed for, what you asked for, what you're praying for, what you received. What we receive uh, has to be uh, expressed, like I said, with, with actions, with words, and with other behavior. If you can, I know when I, I had some kind of crazy attack against my body quite a few years ago, um, I was in my early 30s and I'm in my mid-70s now, so you can do the math. It's been a while back. But I lost feeling in my, my hands, my arms, kind of from my... my uh, elbows down, and then my legs, my knees all the way down. I just didn't have any feeling. And it wasn't easy to uh, handle things and pick things up. But I, I remember uh, having to cook for my family, and I remember picking up a pan and I, having no feeling, and it was not easy, like I said. But I, I picked it up, and I set it on the stove. I got it on the stove, and just thank God. I thank you, Lord. It's so good to be healed. I'm so thankful that I'm healed because I had received my healing for that. Thank you, Lord. I thank you. I mean, I was doing something that, you know, <laughs> norm, uh, that I would have normally been able to do without any difficulty. But because I had been had this attack, it was not easy to do. But I'm just giving you that as a little example of something that you might be able to do. If you have having difficulty, you know, with... Um, maybe something in your legs or something. I mean, just taking a step and saying, Lord, I thank you. I received my healing. Maybe it's one step and maybe the next day you can take two steps or whatever. Do something. If you believe, then you're going to act like you believe. Act like you believe. There's a minister that years and years ago, his name is Smith Wigglesworth in um, England, and they, he was a big faith preacher, and they said he would just go from one side of the stage to the other when he was preaching and say, faith is an act, faith is an act, faith is an act, faith is an act. He would do that 
over and over and over. Faith is an act. You have to act always with your mouth, but in other ways as well. Do what you can. Do what you can. So um, God, will, God will respond to that faith. And at first it might just be a rote thing you're doing. But if you continue to do it and continue to hold on to the word, it'll drop in you and you'll go, wow, okay, yeah, yeah, I've got it. So be, be fighters, be fighters. Mark eleven twenty four. This is another favorite scripture. I just have you have relied on this one so much. Jesus speaking. He said, "Therefore I say to you, what what things soever you desire when you pray, or you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. It's when you pray that you have to believe that you receive it. Right then." Not when you see it with your eyes, but right then, when you pray. Believe that you receive it, and you will have it. The believing you receive, receiving is taking it. It's just taking it from the hand of God. I, I'm taking this by faith. I don't feel any differently. I don't see anything differently. But he said you would have it. That's his part. Our part is the believing, the taking by faith. And his part is the doing of it. And in the interim... Just keep thanking the Lord. Just keep praising God. Thank you, Lord. I believe I received my healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're working me. That life is quickening my mortal body. I mean, just let all kinds of faith confessions, faith scriptures come out of your mouth. If you need a little, uh, you know, just some, a list or something, just go to a good, get into your accordance or go, get on Bible Gateway and look up scriptures on, on healing. And they're all good and wonderful. But just say them. Just say them. This is mine. It belongs to me. This, my father gave me this. And just make it very personal for your life. Make it very personal because that's how he's seeing you. It's a very personal situation. And he's right there. He's right there. Colossians 2. Verse 7, we can look at verse 6. It says, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. So just keep thanking God that he's doing what he knows to do. Jeremiah 1, uh, 12 says that he's watching over his word to perform it. He's watching his word. It's not just being, you know, floating around in the air. It's, it's, it's a part of him. Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us, the Bible says. He was the word of God, and he, he became flesh and dwelt among us. So it's really, this is so, this is so him. And when you're speaking those words, he's involved in it. And just 
be so thankful for, for what he's doing. You may not feel any different. You may not look any different. It may be a little time, but don't worry about that. The Bible says in Hebrews 6.12 that through faith and patience we inherit the promises. I was thinking today about a patience example in Scripture, and I thought of Jairus. And uh, even though it was a little bit different scenario, but he was having to be patient. Uh, his, his daughter uh, was sick, and he asked Jesus to come heal her. And um, Jesus went with him to go heal his daughter. And as they were uh, on the way, he was interrupted by ministering to uh, the woman with the issue of blood. And that took some time, I'm sure, because she told him all the truth. So we don't know how long that took for her to tell Jesus about what had gone on in her life. But Jairus did a very smart thing. He stayed right there with Jesus. He didn't go, you know. And then, to top it all off, people from his house came and said, don't bother the master. She died. She's dead. But instead of just losing it, he, 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 he had been by Jesus, so he had stayed there. And uh, Jesus turned to him and said, don't be afraid. When he heard that the daughter had died, he said, don't be afraid, only believe. And he went, Jesus went with him and raised her from the dead. So staying close to Jesus during the time of waiting is so smart, so smart. It's not that you have to read healing scriptures 24-7 but have a good solid um, repertoire, so to speak, of healing scriptures and healing and have time set aside just to meditate the word and to get it so deep in your heart so it goes from here down to here. And when it's down to here, you'll know it. You don't have anybody, you nobody needs to say, oh, I believe, I think, do you really believe it? No, you'll know. You'll know. It's, it's a spiritual thing. Healing's a spiritual thing. It starts in your spirit, and it works out to the natural part of you. But to stay with Jesus, stay so close to him, stay so close to scripture, enjoy the word. Enjoy fellowship with him. He loves you. He wants to grow closer to you, and he says he does that. If you draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to you. And there's a meeting there that's just perfect. It's delightful. It will thrill your heart. That's something I've wanted this year. Just at the beginning of the year, I said, I just want to draw closer to you, Lord. I want to draw closer. I want to know him better. And I, I, I'm in good company because Paul said, oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. As you think about it, Paul was close to the Lord, but he wanted to know him better. And I think that's something we can all, all uh, get better at probably. You know, we have, none of us have arrived. Uh, Romans 8. A lot of scriptures, but mm, they're delicious. Romans 8, 35. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Our Father's love. Who, who, what shall separate us? Who shall separate us? Then it goes on to say, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. There's just problems and troubles. I, I think the one that really describes sickness and uh, uh, things coming against your body is distress. Because the Bible talks about dis-ease, disease. So that really is, I think, is included in here. But just problems in life. But in, as we go through these things, we're never separated from the love of God. Never. He's going to keep loving you. He's going to keep walking with you. His eyes are upon you because he, you're his child. And he, he so watches over your life. But then let's skip on down to 37. 
through all of these troubles, through all these difficulties, through the sicknesses or whatever. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who, lo him who loves us. More than conquerors. Oh, that's just that, that's another one of those words that thrills me. More than a conqueror through Jesus. He's just the best. Victorious. Abundant life. So precious. Always remember, no matter what, the enemy would like to slap you around and tell you God doesn't love you, but don't believe him. Don't believe it for a minute. God loves you, and he wants you well. He's provided for it, and uh, he's there with you. He'll help you. He'll encourage you all along the way. And, um, you know, get your faith buddy, somebody who believes like you do, and y'all can encourage each other. That's always a good thing, to have somebody who believes like you do. So uh, there's one thing I wanted to mention before we close. I thought of this book today um, called Christ the Healer by F.F. Bosworth. You can get it on Amazon. I looked it up today, and it has a different cover now. But it's like $10 for a paperback. Excellent Excellent, excellent. So this will encourage you. This will get you really deeper into, we can't cover everything, you know, every, every time we get together. There's so much. As I was studying today, I thought, mm, I'd really like to share that. But you can't share everything. None of us can. But this covers, it's F.F. Uh, F. Bosworth, Christ the Healer. Very sound, scripturally sound. Um, you'll learn a lot, and it'll encourage you. So I just wanted to mention that and trust that um, you're all doing your own digging and researching and, and uh, do word studies. If you don't have a strong concordance or a Vines uh, expository dictionary on New Testament words, it would be worth your money because it just, when you study these and get into the original text, it just opens up something more. Uh, and I'm so thankful for these helps that we have that been, have been written and, and that somebody put time to, into these uh, books to help us grow closer to the Lord and walk in victory. Walk, walk is an overcomer. Father, we thank you so much for your word. And we thank you, Father, for oh, just the victory that you've given us. And you caused all things to be um, available to us through scripture. By faith, we can have it. Thank you, Father. I just trust as these go out today that they're carrying with them a, a treasure of, of hope and a treasure of, of a future, Lord, that is good and filled with good things because you're a good God. You're a good, good Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.